0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the B2B Beach Bar, a series of podcasts based around the topic of B2B product marketing. I'm Damien from parismekong.com.
1: And hi, I'm Jim from refreshb2b.com. Between these, we've got over 50 years of industrial product marketing experience, and Damien and I want to share with you some ideas, uh, share with you our experiences, I propose some actions that can really make the difference to the effectiveness of your product marketing.
0: So today, Jim, we are going to talk about the marketing mix, the famous marketing mix, also named the four P's or sometimes the four C's. And um, today we are going to start with the P of products. We will uh, identify some common mistakes and propose some ideas on how to better use this key part of the marketing mix. So what about the P of
1: product? Well, it's always a great one. It's a good one to start with, Damon. You know? um, back in episode two, we spoke about the customer and uh, how the customer should be at the heart of all your marketing uh, functions and the, and the drive of everything that you do. So, product really is is that product is the for me the the embodiment of the of the customer needs what is it you're going to do with your product that's going to answer to that customer pain that's going to give some value that's going to turn that value into cash for the for the company i think first we need to think now what actually is a product i mean is it is it just a physical thing or are there any other aspects about products as well
0: yeah within the Within the business world, product could be could be many things. It could be, of course, a physical thing. It could be your computer, your smartphone, your watch, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it could be a service. For example, uh, everything you deal with your bank, what they deliver to you are products, name as services, whatever. This is your credit card, a loan, and so on. These are services. This could be also a combination of a physical product. And services, some -hmm. companies sometimes need solutions. Uh, This could be local, this could be remote. In fact, everything you are going to create a financial transaction for is a product. So, meaning that it's not so easy to describe properly what is a product. Even some people say that's very easy, I can take it and I will tell you what it is. G, what is your uh, Point of view of a product
1: description. I think I think you've summed it up very well on that. I think we've been always tied up that the products are physical things. They come in a box. You you order them and they turn up by whatever delivery method and you you open the box and there is the, the product. But now, as you say, the world is more, is moving into into services, you know. Um whether it be software subscriptions. I mean, we don't go to the store now and buy a buy a disc for a, a software package, you know. You you use Office three six five or you use some other um service which is subscribed remotely. You you pay your money every month, you get your service, and you never physically touch a touch a product itself, but you use it. And I think that's a big area where marketers, especially in B2B, need to need to really strengthen their their view of the world. Yeah, but uh
0: don't you think that uh customer when they look at these different offer that they can access to whatever this is a virtual or physical offer, mm-hmm. they don't look first of all at what uh what are the features? For example, uh, if I'm going to buy a car tomorrow, I'm going to look at
1: the horsepower, the color, the brand. Sure, and that's the big mistake that product marketers fall into. They think about uh, characteristics. They think about performance. They think about those numbers that make you one bigger than your competition. You know, it's uh, well, we've been in both in the electrical business for for many years now, and of course, there are certain things which are which are very visible and customers expect you know, the electrical performance or the mechanical life or whatever it is that you the need. But this, these characteristics aren't everything. They're just the, the basis of the, the ability to deliver value through these characteristics. You know, the easy thing to do is to describe a product by its characteristics. And what product marketers have to be doing is to describe the products through value, through benefits that they bring to to customers. Like you say, they don't buy everything through the, the characteristics they buy it from the value it brings to you so your example of the car the horsepower maybe the fuel efficiency maybe the color maybe the items they can add in these are value adders these things bring value to the customer but uh, they're more than just a, a characteristic yeah 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 yeah.
0: totally agree customer buy uh what uh fulfill their needs what is fixing their uh, issue what what is uh fixing their pains and this is a. Uh, where they put value in and where they're going to put money to get it. Uh, But when we describe products associated to features, we are going to associate the performances and uh, we cannot simply, I think, uh, describe the customer product by the value they receive, but also sometimes by the performances can be key. Sometimes we will never see a customer buying a product if some of the performances are uh, too low, whatever too low for his ID or too low for his
1: real uh, uh, equipment. You're right. You're right. I think a basic level of performance and a basic characteristic is is kind of the ticket to play the game or the ticket to the dance. It doesn't mean you've won the game if you've, you've not uh, won the order, but it's the basis to arrive. After that, you you need to you need to take it further. You need to describe the values that you can bring. To the customer, and this obsession with with product characteristics is a is a challenging one. You know, I, I was looking recently for a mobile phones and just trying to understand the smartphone market. And I went onto one website and I was looking at compare the products, and it started to give me details about which chipset they use. You know, and whether it was a nine micro nanometer or a seven nanometer chip, I forget. But it went into absolute detail about the the chipset which was used for for communication. I, it had no no interest to me. I had no value. I had no concept of what this actually meant in terms of real day performance in my in my hand. And this is a this is a big challenge because we tend to be quite techie people. You know, you and I are both from a, I suppose a technical technical background. It's hard sometimes to detach yourself from that technical aspect and really start to talk about what the customer really. Really, values. Yeah. So meaning that uh, a product
0: must be described through its uh, attributes and value for attributes. Meaning the, the performance that are the minimum to be achieved to be uh, accepted as they are by the customer. Yeah, I think so. But but that's just the beginning. Meaning that behind this uh, acceptable level of performances, the key for, the key thing to do is to really deliver values and. Uh, As we said in our uh, previous podcast, the value are not defined from the product,
1: but the product is answering values the customer are going to pay for. Sure. Yeah, once you've crossed that threshold of the the acceptable performance, the minimum acceptable performance, you enter the world of, okay, right, we're in the game. How are we going to answer to that customer problem, that customer pain, that challenge the customer is trying to solve for the future? And that's where that's where marketers can really really start to differentiate themselves from the competition by understanding the customer's problems by uh, making compelling messages to describe the value that they bring to to their customer i think as well we have to be careful um that we don't describe it too generally you know we'll probably talk in future episodes about segmentation but but in, in a couple of words, um, segmentation is a, a segment is a group of customers that have common needs that can be served by a common offer at, a, at the same price through the same channel, for example. Um, and you need to answer to each of those segments. You need to decide as well which segments you want to you want to play with. But again, that's a, a topic for a future episode. But if you don't answer to that customer need and that, that need specifically for that segment, again, you're being too general, Damien. What's your, what's your view on, on that? As you said, this is
0: something we are going to discuss later. But uh, when we say you have to deliver value to your customer, it means that you have to define who are your customer, and uh, not trying to make the one fit all. It does not work the one mm-hmm. fit all in the B2B, and meaning that uh, if the one fit all does not work, you need really to define what is your target, and you cannot have 100 targets. it's Impossible. So yes, benefits are linked to the customer you target in the segment that you have defined that
1: will be for you uh,
0: winning battlefields.
1: Just to summarize from, from my view, I think, you know, the, um, yeah, the performance is, is, is a basic entry. You know, once you get beyond that basic entry, you need to go into the, uh, the value. And you have to think of the product and, and the performance is, is part of the product. It's kind of a conduit to deliver the, the benefit. You know, the fact it can do this means I bring this value to the customer. The fact, to have connectivity to Bluetooth and Wi-Fi means the customer can do X, Y, and Z, or they can gain uh, benefits of A, B, and C. That's the approach that we have to take as uh, as product marketers.
0: Yeah, that's the, I would say, the minimum uh, performance to achieve to be able to open the door and then to deliver later on properly the values. Nobody today will buy a computer with no Wi-Fi even uh, you can find a lot, I mm-hmm. believe, on the second-hand markets, but this could be a nonsense. And uh, this is uh, sometimes what people call uh, the me-too product because you do the same, not you do the same, you deliver a product that uh, basically have the same features as your competitor. Yes, they are features that are compulsory to be uh, accepted as a usable product.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a, that's a really a really interesting point there and I can I can probably drop a story in where a few years back I met with a company who told me a story about someone they've been working with who were creating a new offer they're investing uh, into a new offer and um, and the marketing guys arrived asking for their for their help and they basically had an Excel spreadsheet with the performance characteristics of all the competition. And they chose the highest uh, performance characteristic from each to make this mythical product, which would be the best performing product on the on the market. Um, the reality is, it's not been the success that they they ever planned. So, you are right. Stopping the me too, stopping thinking about what everyone else is doing, uh, is the only way to move forward. If you if you keep checking what everyone else is doing and just copying it. You're either going to design a product which is full of uh, features that no one wants or too expensive or just not answering any particular customer need.
0: That's clear. Clear and obvious. And I hope that uh, people who listen to us will take benefit of this uh, discussion we have for their uh, today and future way of uh, creating products from customer voice.
1: Mm -hmm. Sure. Anything to add? Yeah, just uh, there's a great example of of The Simpsons. There's an episode where, for some reason, Homer gets made designer of a car company, which sounds very plausible. Anything that happens in The Simpsons is very plausible and obviously real life. But they put him in charge of designing this car. And, of course, he just chooses everything that Homer could possibly want, which you can imagine Homer's head is um, not very logical to those of us outside of the, the world of Homer Simpson. But it's a great example of, uh, in a very humorous way of what happens if you, if you don't think about the customer in, uh, in your product definition. Anyway, that's me rabbiting on. I think that's really all we've got time for, for today, Damien. But what are the key points you want to take away from, uh, from today? Yeah.
0: Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim, for this, uh, this great time. Um, the first key point I would like to, to keep, and I would like that everybody who's listening is keeping for themselves, is that uh, firstly, customers buy when the benefit of a product matches their problem and their need.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right on that one there. Um, and for me, I think the the, the the big trap for the product marketer is describing products in terms of the characteristics and the performance. When these are these are not going to answer to that, but they're just the ticket to play the game. Yeah, and don't forget uh,
0: that the product characteristics should come from the benefit and value, even if it's difficult, and uh, we tend to do the opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you want to deliver to the customer is value, so features are coming from value and not the opposite.
1: Absolutely. Great. I hope you all enjoyed today's session. Uh, We'd love to get your feedback, so please leave us a comment on our our SoundCloud page. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to our channel to get the, the latest edition of our podcasts.
0: And you can also find us on Twitter at
1: B2B Beach Bar. Websites, of course, uh, paris-mekong.com and refreshb2b.com. But you can also email us directly at uh, b2bbeachbar at gmail.com. So thank you very much for listening and tune in soon for the next podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye.